visit RTI on the web at english.rti.org.tw. Welcome to Radio Taiwan International. I am Natalie So. Up this hour, we have a Chinese lesson for you on Chinese to go and the latest social media trends on hashtag Taiwan. And also join John and Shirley on Status Update for our interactive show. But first, join us for Here in Taiwan. Welcome to Here in Taiwan. It's Tuesday, January 14th, and in the studio we have John Van Trieste. Hi there. Leslie Dow. Hello. And I'm Natalie So. We'll be talking about the first snow of the year and also the upcoming Lantern Festival. Also, some exciting outdoor education that uh, elementary school is doing and the relationship between diet and depression. Those stories and more coming right up. Right, so it doesn't snow that much in Taiwan, so we get excited about snow. Tell us about this, John. Yes, the very first snow of 2020 has fallen upon Taiwan, specifically in the mountains. I think that uh, most of our listeners know we, we are in a tropical to subtropical climate here, depending on where you are. Uh, the only place where you're likely to see snow is in pretty high up at high altitudes. But a cold continental air mass that has hit Taiwan over the past day or so uh, has sent snow falling on uh, some of the highest mountains of all. We're talking about Xueshan and Hehuanshan. Uh, this was on January 13th. And uh, Hehuanshan in particular got 10 centimeters, which for Taiwan is quite a lot of accumulation. Wow, I there. saw that on the news. People were very excited about that. Let's go skiing, Indeed. you guys. Um, and the, yeah, the Central Weather Bureau is saying that uh, even like today, we could have lows between 11 and 13 degrees Celsius, and that's in the lowlands up here in the north of Taiwan, which means in the mountains you could get up to you know as low as 10 degrees. Uh, and they've issued a cold surge advisory for Miaoli and Xinju counties in particular. Now, our definition of cold surge is probably a bit different than most people's, but uh, it is still warning that it's, it's going to be chilly, so you should bundle up. Um, yeah, and uh, yeah, this was apparently been, this has been shared on Facebook, a photo of a lodge on top of Xueshan Mountain, um, and they said that two centimeters were on the road and 10 centimeters were on the slopes. Uh, but if you want to go up and uh, see this snow, caution is urged. Ice has formed on the road leading Ooh, to some of these scary. things. And we do not know how to deal with that. No. Um, yeah, saying, there was a time when there were a lot of accidents, even fatal accidents, when we had a, a major snow, and people just went up there without any idea of how to deal with the snow, no, driving um, the snow. They're, they're telling motorists to attach change to their tires, which I'm sure everyone has, right. of course, on hand um, <laughs> in a tropical place. But anyway, um, I learned a new word from this article as well, because at 7 a.m. yesterday, something called growl I think I'm saying that right, mm. was spotted falling on Yushan, which is Taiwan's tallest peak. That sent me down a rabbit hole of meteorological terms, but it's a real thing. What is uh, it? It's like slushy, Wikipedia right? says it's like when super cold water droplets attach to snowflakes. So it's oh. not quite anything else. Not yeah. hail, not sleep. sleep no, water droplets... Attached to snowflakes. The Something nuances of weather I was very Im- <laughs> I mean, me. Yeah, I feel like it's very educated now. But anyway, uh, so they didn't quite get snow on the tallest peak in Taiwan. But there's still, you know, some time for, well, during this winter season. Have you guys snow. been up to the mountains during snow? Not during snow. I've been there during the summer, and it was about freezing. 
Really? Yeah, it was about zero wow. degrees Celsius. Like John said, I don't think I trust people on the road. No, that's true. I've only ever been up there in the summer. We yeah. have no idea how to drive and in snow. And it's freezing in summer? It was, yeah, it was nighttime. Oh, wow. And very high up and very alpine. I feel, it was like being in the sound of music. I wanted to yodel, you know? <laughs> uh, they have very, like, cold weather flower. You would expect them to, stuff you would expect to find a lot further north, but it's just because of the high altitude, so. Taiwan does have high mountains. We got some hail as well, right? Yeah, that's right. In uh, Taoyuan City, which is a little more of a flatland area, it's not that high up. Um, it was raining this morning, at least in Taipei City, the the pitter-patter of the rain. I thought someone was deep-frying someone, like, some, deep-frying something at, like, <laughs> 9 in the morning. And then when it went on for, like, half an hour, I was like, oh, wow, I guess it must be raining. But in Taoyuan, they saw a little bit more. Um, at 9 in the morning, The it was around 14 to 15 degrees Celsius. And uh, people were just like, why is it? So loud? Yeah, so loud all of a sudden. That's some abnormal rain. They went outside and they saw hail chunks. I was like, oh. Okay. That's kind of cool. See, we get excited about things like this because they rarely happen in Taiwan. Yeah. Until your car gets hit. Oh, that's, <laughs> that's true. not fun then. That's well, true. Monsoon rain or like typhoons were okay, but. That doesn't, that's, that's every day, but. Snow hail and hail. And snow and sleet. It's like, wow. <laughs> Something new for the new year, huh? The wonders of nature. <laughs> what do you know? Speaking of nature, some classrooms are trying to get their kids out in nature. Tell us about this. Yeah, really cool. We did a story back uh, back in the day about a school in Elon who teaches their kids sailing. Uh, That's out to right, sea. and they're having a great time. And this kind of like outdoorsy, hands-on learning, I never thought it was very much of a characteristic of a Taiwanese school, but um, one school in Yunling County, it's called Zhanghu elementary and the middle school so they're together and they actually have a yearly event where they take the kids and they have them bike halfway around taiwan in six days and um, part of the curriculum the principal his surname is chen principal chen says well they teach these kids how to you know deal with headwind and things like that and they really try to make this trip about cult- learning about cultural uh, things and uh, about the wetlands and the coast. That's a great idea. It Are is. they elementary school students? They're elementary and middle school students. Okay. And um, they start from Taitong, which is on the east coast Ooh, of that's Taiwan. Very beautiful over there. And they go around Taiwan into um, towards back towards Yunlin. So they go south. I think the southern so. Part the closer of direction, yeah. yeah. That would be the closer direction. And the principal said it was very poetically. He said, it's not about, these kids have to learn not only to cross the central mountain range, but they also must learn how to cross their own lives or like they must cross their, into their ba- uh, boundaries, into their limits. boundaries. Yeah. Right. Um, he said, this is them like learning how to get over obstacles in life and how to bring them closer to nature. And the really fascinating thing is uh, over six days, they have to ride around 100 kilometers a day. Oh, that's a lot. Yeah. And it's great. In six days, that's a really long time. And I don't, I can't remember the last time I went 100 kilometers, if ever. In one day, I don't in think one I day, ever did that. Even in a car. It's like a, <laughs> it's like a rare occurrence for me. Um, but yeah, very, very impressive. These kids, apparently it rained a little bit during their, but they all pressed on. And um, all the kids thought said it was a very good experience, even though they were very, very tired by the end of it. 
and uh yeah it just goes to show you they they stop by the sea and they have um it's really beautiful and we have a beautiful island i think we should take advantage of it more yeah yeah. especially for our young people right it's it's good for them whether it's teamwork or you know their own physical boundaries it's great to push those boundaries Mm -hmm. it's very good it's good to see more more schools getting involved with outdoor education absolutely from the election and this has to do with the environment actually it's about the green party the green party is a very long-standing small party Mm. that is um pro-environment and they are wondering if they can survive now after this election so this is not the dpp no the green party is green which color is right this is a literal green green party party. right that must they must get upset about being mistaken for the dpp all the time you think it would work in their favor yeah, they're both one's associated with the one's color green, green the other's camp, called right. green, and probably their slogan, their logos, and everything. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> yeah. So you know, because they're an environmental party, what happened was uh, their one of their most prominent members decided to leave the party because the, um, right after the elections, because they only got two point four percent, which means that they will not have any subsidies from the government. So in the past, they would um, get a little bit more. But this time, because there's so many new small parties, right. they just couldn't reach that uh, threshold. Yeah, they're not in. They're not. They don't have any seats in the legislature either. They don't. No. You need five percent for that, and three and a half to get the subsidy, right? Three percent, yeah. yeah, to get the subsidy. So um, there are a lot of small new parties. There were 19 to choose from. I mean, that's They've a lot. Been blo- blooming and blossoming and growing up everywhere. The ballot this year for the uh, legislators at large was the longest it's ever been. Right. 76.5 centimeters. You, you measured wow. it? Well, no, 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 that was the reports coming out. I, <laughs> I, I don't think I would go in there with wow, the measuring tape. Let us examine this ballot. <laughs> I should do that. You know, you can't bring cell phones in there. Yeah, we work in media. We should. We of all people should know. Really? Well, you think about it, the two main parties get maybe 60, 70% of the vote. And then the other 17 parties, they, what can they get, mm. right? So they're only, what the TPP and the MPP got yeah. enough votes. They're the uh, two smaller past parties. 5% to make it into the legislature. Well, I think the TPP is an exception because they have a very high profile founder, Cohen, right. the mayor of Taipei, and they're brand very new popular. as well. So they've kind of had a. They have a big name behind them, whereas I can't tell you who's in a lot of the other parties. That's true. Um, did you guys know about the Green Party? Have you heard of it? I, I had heard of it, but... I did know because I have one, I had one friend running for oh, legislative really? large. Wow. Okay, so, well, you know, they had a change in strategy this time in that they um, decided to support the re-election of uh, President Tsai, so they got more into politics rather than just the environment. Well, her whole platform has been about... Uh, you know, phasing out nuclear energy, but also replacing that with clean, like, I don't know, renewable sources of energy, things like mm. wind power. That's true. I mean, they do go together. But unfortunately, um, yeah, they, they don't have much money. So that's the main thing that they're dealing with. That's but, unfortunate. Uh, unfortunate. I mean, just some of the uh, news on the side of the election yeah. that we usually don't talk about. Well, it's not like people here are against the environment. They just probably vote for a candidate who has some sort of clean energy platform. That's from true. From one of the bigger parties. Yeah, it though. would be nice to have some Green Party people in the legislature, right? right? I mean, I'm sure they would really push a lot of environmental issues. The voice of, like the Lorax, the voice of the trees. <laughs> there is a trees party as well. There That's true, there is. Party. I hadn't thought 
thought of that. But I wonder what the difference is. Maybe they is. should merge. They can That's pull their resources. <laughs> you're, you're a tree. You the need foliage. Slash We're tree green. Party. <laughs> All right. So some of the latest news from the sidelines of the election. something related to health and it just came out um, in the news this week and I think it's pretty interesting. Um, Our medical um, professors have uh, commented on this and there seems to be a recent study that shows a really clear correlation between diet and depression. There was a study of nearly 100 people, um, young people from 17 to 35 who had severe depression and all of them had a diet high in sugar, saturated fat, and processed foods. And what they did was they had them change, half of them changed their diet for three weeks. And they had to change to uh, have food like non-processed foods, natural nuts, natural spices, um, fish, fruits and vegetables, Sound good, you guys? It does sound good. It does sound <laughs> nice. So I've yeah. never heard of unnatural spices. <laughs> very true, actually. John brings up a very good natural. point. <laughs> uh, anyway, the people who um, were in the half that changed their diet reported a significant decrease in depression and pressure. Huh. While those maintaining their unhealthy diet reported no changes. So I think that's really interesting because a lot of people think about um, taking antidepressants yeah. or um, other things. And this is a very natural way to help alleviate depression. Or maybe for the average person, if we eat healthier, we'll be happier. I mean, they always less stressed correlate out. healthier life equals happier life, right? That's true. Um, I think one of the biggest things for me was always being in a bad mood was because I didn't get enough sleep. Me too. Yeah. Or hangry, right? Hungry and ang... No, what is it? Hangry. Yeah, hungry and... Hungry and angry. Hungry and tired, and then you're hangry. (laughs) So I think our physical state definitely affects Mm. our emotional state and mental state. A similar report came out earlier today from, what was it, the Chinese Medical University in Taiwan. They actually said there was a correlation between omega-3, so like fish oils. Uh, Yeah, I think it's the same report. Same report? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it's good to have, just for your uh, information, it's good to have fish. Uh, Salmon is great, the omega-3. Intestines, actually. I guess they're rich in vitamin B6 and B12. Vitamin B is actually good for the brain. I know what I'm eating later today. (laughs) We're good at intestines, Ooh. dealing with intestines. Milk is also good for you. And, of course, um, natural foods. So anything that's not processed. And uh, fruits and vegetables, of course, are good. Mm. Olives are good for you, too. Ooh. Ooh. I haven't had an olive in a long time, actually. You don't really see them around here, so huh? Olive oil is good, too. Oh, yeah. That, have that. That's nice. So these are good things to have in your diet on a regular basis. And they might make us feel better and um, be healthier. Health, yeah. yeah. Okay, very soon we're going to be celebrating Chinese New Year And after that, we can go to the Lantern Festival Tell us about this year's Lantern Festival Well, this year's Taiwan Lantern Festival is being held in Taichung And they have put a lot of thought, a lot of thought Into their big centerpiece here It's going to be a tree-themed lantern 
and it's called the Tree of Light. It's going to be 15 meters tall and be set against a backdrop of real trees and flowers. And it's going to be in one of the sites they used for that Flora Expo that they had uh, a while back. And the root of the tree will spread out in 22 directions, symbolizing wow. Taiwan's 22 counties and municipalities. Beautiful. The decorations will include 368 smaller lanterns in the shape of flowers, signifying wow. the 368 townships and districts. And... Oh, it's, this is hard. I want to see that tree. It's pretty cool looking. Um, and this, they put a crazy amount of thought into this. 2,359 leaf-like light installations, that's hard to say, representing the national population of 23.59 million, according to our tourism oh, bureau. Oh, wow. We never would have known, right? Who, if they didn't I, tell us. What I that know. represented. You got to get your, your ruler out, Leslie. Start counting them. Yeah, I I was just feeling bad for the guy who needs to count out all those leaf-like. Oh, ones. one short. Yeah. I don't think anyone would notice. If Are you one sure short. there's two thousand three hundred fifty-nine? <laughs> uh, it looks like two thousand three hundred fifty-eight. Well, apparently, it doesn't look like it from the photo, but you'll be people who go will be able to walk into the display. And oh wow, the theme of this really year's. Big. The theme of this year's lantern, and for the reason I think why they chose a tree, is because the theme is Mysterious Forest, which sounds more like a Halloween display than a Lantern Festival one, but Mysterious there you go. Mysterious Forest. Um, yeah, they're also going to have, because it's the year of the rat, of course, they always give out these handheld lanterns, especially popular with the kids. Uh, so they're going to have a lot of the, I think it's the Mouse Bride story is the, the oh, inspiration that's for this. Fun. Uh, that's a fun which is story. not quite a rat, but in Chinese they're not quite as well, clearly distinguished. Mouses are cuter, right? I mean, you think yeah. about a mouse yeah. bride. You think of rat bride, it's not <laughs> the cute. Rat. I always, growing up, I always called it the rat because my brother was born in this year. The rat? So I was just like, you such a rat. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, so um, they can. All, apparently, the paper has images of the mouse bride and the groom on the other side, and you can choose which side you want to have facing outwards, I guess, so you can decide which one you prefer to identify with. So there you go. Um, this Lantern Festival is going to start uh, at, on February 8th, which I think is around the time the real the holiday called the Lantern Festival, marking the end of the Chinese New Year season. Oh, happens. yeah, usually that's what happens. So, But it'll go on for a long time. It's not just one day event. It'll, it's it like three through, weeks, I think, or so? Yes, the closing date this year is the 23rd. So that's in Taichung, in central Taiwan. Definitely something worth checking out. Yeah, we actually have a preview of some of the lanterns on our website today. So I did one of the videos for that, and it, it's very pretty. There's this woman representing the source of water. And so she's like flowing, and then she has like this pan of water that she's offering wow. to human mankind, and the water flows out, and she's way up high in the air. It's very exotic it's and like beautiful. It's a suspended lantern? Wow. Yeah, it's way up in the air, and it's it's really pretty. These displays are getting more and They're more elaborate. They're getting much more interesting than it used to be. Right. So very beautiful displays out there. So it's a good time to come to Taiwan mm. or to check out um, our website. We have, we're have going to have a lot of different pictures of that and videos. I'm sure we'll have more as it gets closer. Oh, yeah. We're going to have a lot of great videos. And uh, anyway, we are getting ready for the Chinese New Year holiday season. That's we pretty ex- exciting. How did we end up here already? It feels like another year. Another year. But that's it for today. We're here in Taiwan. And do stay tuned for Chinese to go. Hashtag Taiwan and status update. For here in Taiwan, I'm Natalie So. I'm John Van Trieste. And I'm Leslie Liao. We'll see you.
Chinese go. Real Chinese for real people. Dig in. Welcome to Chinese to Go, the program where you learn authentic Chinese, the Chinese we use in real life in Taiwan. When was the last time you watched a movie in the theater? Let's listen to a conversation. Long time no see. How's everything going with you? Fine, thank you. I've got a new job and the pay is pretty good. Wow, that's great. Do you want to watch a movie together this afternoon? Sure, I haven't been to the theaters in a long time. Which movie do you want to watch? How about the latest Star Wars? I heard that the film is excellent. That's a good idea. I love Star Wars. I love science fiction films with lots of action. All right, let's begin with the first sentence. 好久不见,最近都好吗? 好久不见,long time no see. 好久,a long time, 不, no, or not. 见, to see. 好久不见,long time no see. 最近都好吗? 最近,recently. 都好吗? How are you? 最近都好吗? How's everything going with you recently? The Chinese word ma at the end of the sentence indicates that it is a question. 很好,谢谢,我换新工作了,薪水也不错。很好,很, very,好, good. Here, 很好 means very good, fine. 谢谢, thank you. 我换新工作了,换 means to exchange, but here it means I've got a new job. 新工作,新, new, 工作, a job. 薪水也不错,and the pay is pretty good. 薪水, paycheck, salary, 不错, pretty good. 哇,太棒了,下午要不要一起去看电影。哇,太棒了, wow, that's great. 下午,this afternoon, 看电影。to watch a movie. Can to watch. 电影, a movie. 一起去看电影, to watch a movie together. 要不要, do you want to? 下午,要不要一起去看电影? Do you want to watch a movie together this afternoon? 好啊,我好久没去电影院了。你想看什么电影?好啊,sure. 我好久没去电影院了。好久, in a long time. 我,I,去, to go. 电影院, theaters. I haven't been to the theaters in a long time. 你想看什么电影? Which movie do you want to watch? 看电影, to watch a movie. 看, to watch. 你,you. 看最近的星际大战如何? How about the latest Star Wars? 星际大战, Star Wars. 战, a war. 
如何 How about? How about the latest Star Wars? Latest, 最近我听说那个电影很棒。我听说那个电影很棒。I heard that the film is excellent. 我 I 听说 to hear 电影 the film 很棒很 very 棒 excellent great 好主意。我喜欢《星际大战》，我喜欢那种有很多动作的科幻片。好主意，主意 idea. 好 good. 好主意 that's a good idea. 我喜欢星际大战，喜欢 to like to love. 我喜欢星际大战 I love Star Wars. 我喜欢那种有很多动作的科幻片，科幻片 science fiction films. 动作 action， 很多动作 ，lots of action. I love science fiction films with lots of action. 这里是 Status Update。Welcome to Status Update. I'm Shirley Lin. I am John Van Trieste. Yes, hi. Welcome back, John. Thanks. <laughs> and、uh, this is a program where we get to your letters, your letters about our programs and just what you've heard and your comments about it and everything. But before we do that, we're gonna update our own personal status a little bit. So, John, how was your trip home?、Uh, great! It was really great. How was the weather? Um, surprisingly warm. Really, for Christmas. Yeah, that sort of season. Um, wait, where's home again? I'm on the east coast of the U.S. Oh, east coast. Okay. And、uh, yeah, um, well, it's not completely unusual, but it's a bit warmer than I remember. <laughs> so, really, no、yeah. snow? No, no. It no rained、snow. a little bit. Yeah,、oh, rain. It was, it was mostly very nice weather, and.、Uh, It was very festive. Lots of good food. I think I probably gained quite a bit of weight, so I have to go back to the gym.、Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, really great to catch up with people who really only get to see once a year now. So what's、uh, what's your mom's cooking that you miss the most, and she made for you? My mom's cooking. Yeah, actually, it's my、uh, Taiwanese partner's cooking that we mostly oh, ate. Oh <laughs> wow, that's a, amazing! A lot of、uh, a sort of a food blogger as sort of the hobby. Yeah, the big hobby. I think you've interviewed him before. Yes, I have. And.、Um, So yeah,、uh, we went home together, and、uh, we we ate very well. Actually, it's my dad who mostly cooks. His、oh. mac and cheese recipe is quite something. Really?、Mm-hmm. He adds、oh. like herbs to it. It's quite nice. Oh, yum! Very wintry. Oh, that sounds better than the average kind of you know packaged macaroni and cheese. Ah,、uh, way better. And my aunt makes、yeah. great pies as well. So it was、oh. great to have all of that. Yeah, I can see how you can gain weight from that. I was yeah, too yeah, much pie. Two weeks, too and, much pie. Oh wow, okay.、Uh, an inordinate amount of pie. So yeah, it was chaos. There were four cats in the house. Oh,、um, they've been since I've been away. The cats have multiplied. Okay,、um, there was one that was my brother's, and、okay. then all of my other family members decided to、Do、get one. Do you have、one. cats? And so now, yeah, it's kind of.、Uh, <laughs> 
they're not usually living together. Um, but so, but so yeah, so it was kind oh, of chaos. Yeah. You know how cats are around each other. Yeah. And then there were kids running around, and oh my goodness, it's a lot of fun. And uh, it's at the point now I've we've been together enough times back home that I don't need to be the translator anymore. So <laughs> we just yeah. accept the chaos. It's, <laughs> it's oh our, wow, our family's weirdness. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Well, let me give you a quiz. Do you know the names of the cats? Do I know the names of the cats? There is Bandit. That's my brother's. Bandit. Um, and there's Scarlet, which is his girlfriend. Uh-huh. And then my mom has one called Tony. And then there's another oh. one called Ziggy. Oh. So I do know all the names. Oh, very nice. Ziggy. That's a, that's a cute name. Yeah, I know that one because whenever I call home, there's always, they're always yelling at that one <laughs> for doing something it shouldn't be. So yeah, um, lots of kids, lots of cats, lots of chaos, lots of fun. Okay, so when you saw those cats, you missed your rabbit back home, Snowball. Yeah, um, I booked him a luxury home <laughs> a, so, a suite at the Rabbit Society. So, yeah, it was fine. So he was well-fed and oh, slept I got, and I everything. got regular uh, um, updates, video updates, so it was fine. Wow, how advanced. I got to this wish him a like, happy new year, yeah. Oh my goodness, advanced technology here. So All right, good for you. Yeah, Um it's, it was really nice. Um, I got to have some tastes of home and uh, hey, a I, bit of Taiwan over as well. Okay. You know, while you were away, I thought about how you don't like flying. Oh, I actually, big, big, con- big progress this year. Yeah, oh, really? It was fine. It was fine. Oh, it's not like you sleep the whole way through. Mostly. Oh, okay. <laughs> That's, I mean, it's a long way. It's like on the way back, it, it was like is. 20 hours. Oh. I with know. the stopover, yeah, with it was a stopover? mess. It's a mess. Oh, one stopover too. They really need to like get Concords up again. Seriously. <laughs> yeah, why did they get rid of long. that? Um, I don't know. It's expensive, but um, it is very expensive. Very. Anyway, um, okay. Yeah, it was. It was very nice. Uh, All right. And so I'm back in action. Great, great. And have to work off that pie a little bit, but uh, <laughs> very good. Good to be back. Well, good to have you back. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, let's get to our listeners' letters. I'm sure you're wondering what everybody's saying yeah, about our programs. Yeah, let's everyone's been. Yeah. So anyway, our address is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw. And of course, you can always let us know what you think about our programs on Facebook as well. We look forward to hearing what you have to say. Yes. Okay, this first letter is coming to us from Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. And it says, your dear friends at RTI... As a regular listener to RTI, I'm happy to report on your program of December 30th, um, which I listened via online streaming. Reception quality was excellent with no disturbances. I would like to send my comments on your wonderful program, Ear to the Ground, very efficiently conducted by Andrew Ryan. The color green does not only pertain to politics like the DPP, but it has, uh, DPP is the uh, ruling party here, but it has a deeper connotation in Taiwan. But hold on, we should be clear. We're pre-recording this before the election. They may not be by the time this goes out. Oh, right, right, right. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is a pre-recorded episode. Uh, we don't know what the results will be. Yes. Just a disclaimer. Yes, right, right, right. Okay. Um, and the letter goes on. Ryan, Ryan, no, Andrew, uh, takes listeners on a tour of Taiwan, a uh, Taipei, it would be, Taipei 101, uh, the world's tallest green building. It is famous for the environmental efforts being undertaken, like recycling of 75% of the building's waste. I didn't know that part. Okay, that's good to know. Nearby, we visit the green wildlife and the national park. The green building is a vantage point for giving a spectacular view of these natural surroundings. Thus, green is very dear to Taiwanese citizens' heart, from a school children to an adult. A fine piece of reporting which I thoroughly enjoyed listening. Thank you, RTI and Andrew Ryan, for the treat. 
So anyway, that was from Jayanta Chakrabarti of New Delhi, India. We've got a letter here also coming to us from India, this time coming to us from Atish Bhattacharya, who's writing to us from West Bengal. It says, Dear Sir and Madam, I hope all of you are hale and hearty. I like that expression. I think we are both <laughs> hale and hearty, I, I would say. I think we are. I'd like to convey my heartfelt greetings on New Year 2020. I wish all of you and your families to be blessed with ever never-ending happiness, peace, and prosperity. I will be further obliged if you kindly accept my reception report below and verify it with a paper QSL. Three audio recordings of parts of the broadcast are attached herewith for verification purposes. And uh, under the receiving details section, it says that this is a report about our our broadcast of Friday, December 27th, heard from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Sinpo rating was a, a bit of a mix, uh, it looks like. 45343, it says here. Um, there's some information about the receiver and antenna, and uh, it says that under technical comments, the signal strength was good, interference was nil, noise moderate, propagation fading volume very slight, overall quality moderate. Um, it says strong, steady, but noisy reception. Uh, under program details, uh, we begin with the news and the latest reports, followed by Taiwan Insider. Uh, about that, he has to say, it was my great opportunity to experience the last show, latest show of Taiwan Insider. It's not the last. <laughs> we'll keep pump- pumping them out. Mm. With attractive hosts Natalie Tso, Andrew Ryan, and Leslie Liao. With the best of Taiwan Insider 2019, with the most fascinating stories of the past year. I appreciate your choice of topics, which were the most important last year, including the legalization of same-sex marriage, making Taiwan the first to do so in Asia, allowing visitors to the 101st floor of Taipei 101, making it the highest watchtower in Asia. Also, the Nanfang Ao Bridge Collapse, a time-lapse video taken by a Malaysian student from the peak of mountains. Uh, it took apparently 100, 150 climbs to get all that footage. Yeah. Uh, the most touching story, that of a Taiwanese boy taking his mother's photo to Yushan's main peak to fulfill a promise. That's Taiwan's highest mountain. A story about a Taiwanese station famous for its cats. I guess that one is uh, Hong Tong. Um, and it says, I love the beautiful style of the hosts describing these stories in one word. I'd also like to thank Leslie Liao, who presented the most relevant internet-based story in Hashtag Taiwan, depicting Teacher's Day, celebrated lying on the floor in new perspectives. I think what uh, he's talking about is... The Tetris The Tetris challenge? challenge, which was sort of the internet challenge of 2019, where everyone laid on the ground. Mm-hmm. And it, the point of these pictures was to show elements of like what these people do for a living so there was a firefighter version with firefighting equipment mm-hmm. uh anyway there was a lot of different versions yeah um, um also it says the part conveying new year's greetings and courtesy to all the team members was really touching there was also taiwan today i listened to the second part of an exciting interview with visiting artists half british half maltese artist will coops British artist Freya Tiweld and Greek artist Irene Pugliasi about their exhibition The Great Islander at Dian Chui's Little White House. This was done by Natalie So. Mm. Uh, finally, Time Traveler. This day's episode was enthralling. It, presented this, it was presented by me. Uh, and it says, uh, who introduced us to the famous product of Taiwanese sugar factories. I was enriched with knowledge about the history, including the era of the Dutch East India Company. And Taiwan Explained brought us an interesting discussion on Taiwan's foreign-born population. I love the details and history in that matter. Well, thank you for that very uh, comprehensive write-up of that day's broadcast. That comes to us once again from Atish Bhattacharya of India. Great, thank you. Okay, I've got one here from Munir KP of the UAE. And uh, first off on the first page, he says, A very happy new year, 2020. Well, happy new year to you, too. Thank you. 
And then on the second page, it says here, Dear Sir well, and Ma'am, Warm greetings from Shaja and New Year Wishes. Glad re- reporting Radio Taiwan International's program heard after a short break. Nice to hear here in Taiwan New Year edition. Thanks for the nice propagation. I also enjoyed status update. Be- uh, please check the below entered reception information with sufficient audio files. Special thanks for 2020 calendar. Okay, so he listened on December 31st. At 6180 kilohertz, and simple rating was 45434. Good signal happened despite a slight level fading of signal. And uh, let's see here. So um, the program's heard was here in town, a status update, as I said before. It says New Year edition of Here in Town listened at 1612 and uh, 1640 hours noted the program status update with Shirley Lin, and it was Leslie Liao uh, sitting in for John. And um, great. Thank you so much. I hope you can give us more details next time what you heard. That would be great. That was, again, Munir KP of Shaja UAE. Well, I think we have a winner this week and the listener that's furthest from us for the farthest if you'll listener of the week. It's a short note, but I think it's worth noting. This comes to us from Jorge Garcia, who's writing to us from Venezuela. Oh, wow. All the way in South America. I know we have a few Brazilian listeners as well, but mm. it's nice to know that we've got some in Venezuela, too. Uh, he writes, Dear friends of Radio Taiwan International, my name is Jorge Garcia Rangel. I'm 52 years old, and I've been a DXer since 1985. On January 2nd, 2020, I listened to a transmission in English between 0300 and 0400 hours UTC on the frequency of 15320 kilohertz. And uh, it also says I send you a reception report. Indeed, there is a reception report attached. Same how it was fours all across the board. Amazing. Okay. I love shortwave. Right. Yeah. Um, and it says that uh, I could hear the news bulletin and a later program with commentary called Lights Camera Asia. Also, I include one fragment recorded of reception here in Barina City, Venezuela. Thanks and Happy New Year 2020. That comes to us once again from Jorge Garcia of Venezuela. All right, we move now to the Philippines. It's uh, Henry L. Umadai. And it says here, Dear friends at RTI, Happy New Year, everyone. I'm listening to your December 31st, 2019 broadcast in English this morning at 0300-0400 UTC using a transistor radio from my home place here in San Jose, Antique, Philippines. The simple rating was three across the board. I guess it could be better. I heard about Andrew Ryan, audio tour searching for Taiwan color uh, I'm assuming it's the same episode that uh, an earlier listener listened to, uh, The Color Green, I believe. And uh, that was for the program Ear to the Ground, Ear to the Ground, uh, where he collects sounds from around Taiwan. And then followed by Shirley Lin, uh, my Jukebox Republic music program. Please verify with your Kyoza card with no problem. And so that was, again, Henry L. Umadai of the Philippines. We've got a letter from our friend Roger Tidy, who's writing in from London in the UK. It says, hello again. I'm writing on this New Year's Eve a few minutes before midnight. So I'd like to start by wishing all at RTI a happy and successful 2020. I hope you have found my reports for the past year interesting, and I look forward to communicating with you again on a regular basis in the coming year. This report, as I previously indicated, is for December 31st. Your internet audio, as is usually the case, was superb. The programs heard were here in Taiwan, hashtag Taiwan, and status up. Update. Under comments, it said here in Taiwan kicked off with a report about a revamped zoo that's done away with cages, which seems to me to be a better approach than the, t- than the typical zoo layout where animals are confined in small spaces. Superficially, this seems to be rather dangerous for visitors, but your host explained that there are moats separating the public from the animals they're looking yes. at. Good to know. Also included in this program was a report about a university professor who'd set an essay writing task for his students that seemed biased towards certain candidates in your forthcoming presidential election. Ooh, the professor has been rightly criticized for
for this, as there should be no political bias in education. I was also interested in another subject discussed in the program, namely a female entrepreneur who has successfully opened six new bookshops in recent years. This is an encouraging development because, not only in Taiwan but in many other countries, bookshops have been closing in droves owing to the impact of online shopping. As today was a Tuesday, the main feature after here in Taiwan was Status Update, in which Leslie joined Shirley in answering listeners' letters from Japan, the UK, Italy, and India. It's always interesting to hear what other members of your global audience are saying. Finally, I want to mention Hashtag Taiwan. I don't want to sound too negative, but I wasn't impressed by this program because it included video clips that radio listeners were obviously not able to see, and was another example of a program made for a visual audience being replayed for radio listeners, which I don't think works very well. It's now 23.46, and in a few minutes I will be watching London's annual New Year fireworks <laughs> display. It's probably not as good as the one you have in Taiwan, but it is famous here in the UK. As I live in central London, near to the site of the fireworks show, it can be seen very well from the top story of my block of flats, where my wife goes every year to watch it. Oh, how nice. I, however, prefer to watch it on TV, which is a warmer <laughs> and more comfortable way of doing so. Well, I can agree, agree with that assessment. Happy New Year. That comes to us once again from Roger Tidy of the UK. Okay, and I have a letter here coming to us from India as well. It's from Shivendu Paul. He says, greetings and Happy New Year 2020 to all the staff and listeners of Radio Town International. Thank you for sending me a QSR card for my reception report. I am Shivendu Paul, West Bengal, India regular listener of Radio Town International. 28th and the 31st, December 2019, I received good reception from UTC 1600 to 1700 at 6180 kHz on my Grandig YB80 receiver. Simple was four across the board. Signal strength was good, but slight noise and overall reception was good. Programs he heard was uh, the news here in Taiwan, Stroke of Light, and and classic shorts. And I'm sending you a recording file of the program. Well, thank you so much for doing that, but that wouldn't be necessary. And uh, best wishes in 73. So that was Shivendu Paul of India. Thank you so very much. Uh, we've got a stack of reports here and also a note from our friend Brian Newell, who's listening in Logansport, Indiana, in the U.S., uh, The note here is dated January 2nd. It says, Dear RTI, it's very sad news to read about the Black Hawk helicopter crash of the special rescue team in Taiwan. I hope that the families and all those affected will find comfort. I'm also writing to tell about uh, January 2nd, 2020 links playing last week's program. Oh, no. Oh, another technical problem. We've got to bring it up to them. All programs for January 3rd, 2020 were right on target, and Taiwan Insider brought us great ideas for 2020. Uh, There's also a note here about our final programs of the year. It says, Dear RTI, December has been a busy month. I caught behind on writing notes. Please accept these reports. May you all find health and good, all good things in 2020. And uh, among the programs he listened to uh, was an episode of Taiwan Insider, which featured 28 belly dance contestants winning 10 gold medals in a South Korean contest. Who knew we were so good at belly dancing? <laughs> um, also, we had an episode about... Um, oh, I interviewed Tony from our Indonesian service. Yes. Uh, he has a lot of good stories. Uh, there was an interview about that in the Indonesian community here. So that comes to us once again uh, from Brian Newell in the U.S. Thank you so much for listening and a happy new year to everyone. Yes, we always love to hear from you and what you have to say about our programs. Our address again is PO Box 123-199 Taipei, Taiwan. Our email address is rti at rti.org.tw And please remember, you can always reach us on Facebook as well. Yes, and you can also leave us comments on YouTube That's channel. That's true. Yes. We always forget to say that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, until next week, I'm Shirley Lin. I'm John Van Trieste. Goodbye. Bye.
and welcome to Hashtag Taiwan. I'm Leslie Liao, social media guru here at RTI. This week, I'm going to show you why Taiwan's premiere has such a popular online presence. This coming up on Hashtag Taiwan. Leslie Liao is going to tell us what's trending in Taiwan. All right, so Premier Su Zhenchang has taken a leave of absence due to health reasons. Doctors say he's working too hard, and I'm inclined to believe them. Why? Because his memes are so good, you guys. They're so good. His online presence is great. Su's meme game is excellent. A few weeks ago, America, uh, the Taiwan became only the second country in the entire world to be able to export guavas to the United States. And he posted this picture where he's teaching the guavas how to speak English to get them ready to That's go to the cute. U.S. That is so Isn't adorable. I'm a guava from Taiwan. That's <laughs> funny. And this shows them the little trip on the airplane. Anyway, any internet savvy user knows that to get people's attention, you have to capitalize on holidays. And on May 4th, premiere... Posted this picture. May the government be with you. That's a play on May the Force be with you from the Star Wars series. May 4th or May the 4th is International Star Wars Day, just so you know. I don't know if you guys know what... um, what the term throw in shade means, it means to criticize someone or call someone out in public in a subtle way. I'm not that old. I know what throwing shade I'm is. I'm just making sure. I'm just covering my bases, just making sure. Anyway, watch how the premiere does it here. On October 22nd of this year, Taiwan's stock market hit a record high when it closed at 11,271 points. Furthermore, the current administration had logged over 750 days with the stock market closing above 10,000. Now, in the bottom left of this picture, Su Zhenchang is holding up a blue sign. A blue as in the KMT. KMT as in the opposition. The blue sign reads, between 2008 and 2016, there were zero days where the stock market closed above 10,000. Now, you guys have been here longer than I have. 2008 and 2016, the KMT was in power. The blues were in power. (laughs) And that's just shots fired for me. All right, absolutely shots fired. Now... Uh, That is some serious shade there, yeah. In Taiwan, there's a very popular Japanese TV show called Kaso Taisho. It's a talent show where um, contestants are given points with numbered lights, much like this. Now watch how the premier touts his achievement of increasing hourly wages in Taiwan under him and his predecessors. Alright, so let's review. He can capitalize on the holidays, he's hilarious, he throws shade, and he makes pop culture references. Like, the man is a gigantic social media meme-making machine, and (laughs) he doesn't stop with these memes. If you go on his Facebook, they're all there, and you tell me that he hasn't taken a day off for that? Of course I'm going to believe that. So he needs a vacation. He does. (laughs) And he deserves one. I must say, I don't think he's making his own memes. Oh, that's true. He doesn't need to... Be do it, be there. Someone's doing this stuff. Well, I hope that social media manager is getting some good time off. But you are doing great, great. All right. Well, thanks, Leslie. And that is our hashtag Taiwan for today. And uh, do follow us on social media and leave a comment below. We would love to hear from you.
Thank you for listening to Radio Taiwan International, broadcasting from Taipei, Taiwan. Check out our website at english.rti.org.tw. Again, that's english.rti.org.tw for the latest news and features from Taiwan. You can also listen to our programs and watch videos as well. Our 60-minute English language program can also be heard every day at the following times and frequencies. In southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. Again, that's in southern China and South Asia from 1600 to 1700 UTC on 6180 kHz. And in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. Again, that's in Southeast Asia from 0300 to 0400 UTC on 15320 kHz. We'd love to hear from you. Please send your comments to P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Again, that's P.O. Box 123-199, Taipei, Taiwan. Or send an email to rti at rti.org.tw. Again, that's rti at rti.org.tw. Also visit us on Facebook. The address is fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International. Once again, on Facebook, we're located at fb.me forward slash Radio Taiwan International for videos, photos, and news of interest from Taiwan. Thank you once again for listening to Radio Taiwan International.